grow up, where was your childhood spent? Where did you spend your childhood time, period? I'm from Los Angeles, California. And uh, uh, I had a very pleasant childhood. It seems as though uh, uh, it was, uh, uh, it lacked uh, education about uh, black history. I, I knew nothing about it, but based on the fact that my, my folks were from Oklahoma. And uh, what I knew about it, what, what I finally learned about, you know, what's, what's happening with racism and all these other things, mm -hmm. it was, must have been 19, uh, the early 50s, 1950. Mm -hmm. 50, I guess I was 10 years old. My sister, who is 85 now, she was 12 years older than me. Uh, and she made me aware of a lot of things that I, I missed as a younger person. Uh, you know, and then of course, uh, seeing Martin Luther King arrive around 1956, 57, 58, I became more aware, you know. So there was a whole lack of uh, educational factors that were really taught to us as far as business being black, you know. It was very, uh, very well controlled and hidden. Things were hidden from all most of the people out there in Los Angeles, California. Because Los Angeles is a, um, uh, it used to be a, a lot hipper. It's no, it's no longer as hip as it used to be, you know. But uh, coming up in Los Angeles was a, a, a very pleasant experience for me. As a matter of fact, I, I, uh, I was uh, inspired to write the song Everybody Loves the Sunshine because uh, in Los Angeles we, we used to have uh, smog alerts when I was very young. Uh, smog alerts and they would say you stay inside because the smog would get so bad a couple of people died. Uh, and uh, the, you know the smog and fog would come to the Los Angeles basin it was you couldn't believe it. It was horrible. Yeah. Uh, and so that's that's what I was inspired to write, uh, to, to write Everybody Loves the Sunshine. Um, it's true. You know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, because we used to see the sun and the, the sun it makes disappear. Makes you feel good, doesn't it? Yeah, huh? You see the smog, you don't feel so good. Right, man. It was, a, it was a drag at the time. Yeah. But um, it's quite a dynamic city, Los Angeles. It's quite a dynamic city, really, with the well, film was, studios it, and all that. It was. It's, it's, it's no longer, it doesn't have the energy anymore. Yeah. And uh, after, after Arnold Schwarzenegger was the, the governor of the state, it seemed like the city just flopped. Yeah. You know, and uh well, terminated. Yeah, he ter he terminated the city, <laughs> that's right. Oh my god. He said terminated the whole state. Yeah. Uh it, uh and I, I liked it. I liked this movie, The Terminator. Yeah. It was exciting, you know, so I went to see it. But I thought he was a lousy lousy governor. Yeah. And he didn't care. It's just like it's just like the Congress. He didn't really care about the you know, he's just scared about being the governor. Yeah, well, you know, it's, yeah. it's true, it's not. Yeah. I'm just concerned about this music industry. It, uh, uh, there has to be more people that are involved in, in the industry uh, as far as in the executive capacity. Uh, people that love love the music. Uh, there used to be real people that really love the music, but probably some of the things that are happening now. It's not love, uh, is it? That they were doing then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like you said, the love of music is—is is that really still there in the capacity, in the, in the way that it was before? I mean, 
A lot of the people who are going to music business now, they studied economics. But we have people in the industry that just want to make the money. They, you know, I'm not... Well, artists should be, should be making the money, you're right, but, but there are people that are behind, there are artists and that work for the record companies that, that are just into, let's get the money, let's get the money, let's make this a hit. Anything can be a hit, anything. You can count one, two, three, four. That can be a hit. It's top ten. Yeah, if it's promoted and played right. enough, right. people start to like it. Yeah. That's it. It's 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 a it, it's fact. It's been proven. Uh, Frankie Crocker was with WBLS, one of the leading radio stations in New York City, and uh, he he could play anything. He used to say on radio, WBLS, the total black experience in music. Yeah. And he put on a record by white artists yeah. and make it a hit. Yeah. Oh man, I couldn't believe it. He was incredible. That's how powerful the, the tube is, you know. So, it continues to change, by the way. The music, of course, you know, with hip hop and rap in now, um, you know, it, uh, it, it kind of scares me sometimes because things change so rapidly. Yeah, abruptly. Yeah. Think of the eye. You go to bed one next morning. Wow. It's over. Yes, and uh, it changes. You know, I'm a bit older now, so you know, in the early years, I'd be critical about a musician if he was not playing the raw stuff. But now I have a little, lot more understanding. Right. Yeah, it's very right. hard. Yeah. It's very it's hard. A, yeah. I have a poster at home with myself on it. And Nat Adley, uh, Horace Silver, and Donald Byrd. It was at the uh, at the uh, North Sea Festival, mm. and had all four of us on there. And I asked I asked my my uh, my my vocalist at that time, Richard Shade. I asked him, I said, Richard, I sure wish I could have that poster. And he got up, well, man, I couldn't believe how he got, he got it down. But I was thinking, I'm on the poster with three guys that have just passed away. If Horace mm. Silver's gone. I said, my God, it's hanging up in my my uh, studio at home. Lovely. Oh man, you got that from memory. Yeah, man. Yeah. Donald just passed a, just a short time ago too. Donald Bird. Oh, Donald, yes. Yeah, right. Ahmad's a great piano. Always a great piano. I always wanted to do something with him, and um, uh, Miles Miles Davis uh, liked uh, Ahmad Jamal That's playing. Right. You know, he commented on it a couple of times. Okay. Uh, you know, it's interesting as I continue to uh, grow in this music industry and I look at, I've seen a lot of interviews, especially I've seen a lot of interviews that were done on Miles Davis. Mm -hmm. uh, Miles Davis had a, had a personal feud with uh, the loneliest monk mm -hmm. and they would go back and forth and, mm -hmm. forth and call each other, you know, whatever names they want to call each other uh, and, and, and talk about uh, of fisticuffs, mm. and uh, seriously, and I, I did notice that that Thelonious Monk did an album with Miles, and Monk would not play chords behind Miles on his songs, and he would take his solo, but you know he stopped playing, and then <laughs> when Miles played solo, I can't believe these cats, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they talked about. Uh, kicking each other's butt. Really? You know, yeah. They had real beef like oh, records. Downbeat Magazine, yeah, it was there. They would scratch out the word. Like Big Ear Tupac and <laughs> all that kind of madness. Right. 
That's true. Okay. Well, no, we had a couple of rappers that were doing that. Uh, uh, LL Cool J yeah. and the other Kumo one. Kumo D. Ooh, yep, Kumo They were going. That's right. For a long time. I think it's, it's kind of like tribal. No, like, I, that's what people put it down to. But, you know, they got us in the ring as well. Muhammad Ali, Frazier, Rumble in the Jungle. You know? Right. As a young person both watching of them, that. Both of them were Capricorn. They almost killed each other. Man. You know, Frazier almost killed they, 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 Ali almost killed Frazier. They're both Capricorn. They, oh, bloody hell. It's the worst, isn't it? You meet your own. Well, one died. <laughs> well, Frazier's died, yet. yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Ali's yeah, kind of yeah. sick with that, you know. Yeah. So really, no, but you, you see now when you analyze over the years what we've been doing. Yeah. Isn't it nasty stuff? It's kind of sad. We got, yeah. Because the whole life is spent right. with these intervals of, huh. you know, I'm going to kick his ass. Exactly. <laughs> oh, what a lonely feeling without you in my life. I'm so lonely without you. I'm glad you mentioned Willie Bobo because he, he, was, uh, he played a very uh, 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 important role in my life. Yeah, he, he was a great, great musician, great timbali player. Oh, and uh, did you ever meet him? No, I met his son. Oh man, really, a really cool yeah. person. Yeah. Um, uh, I used to go to a club called the Lighthouse, which was in Hermosa Beach, which is outside of Los Angeles. And uh, I used to play down there. And. Uh, Cal Jader was in town. He, he died, he passed yeah. years ago. But he was a vibist and uh, I uh, I asked Willie, Willie was Willie Bobo was working with him. Yeah. And I asked Willie to, uh, I said, Willie, can you ask Cal, let me sit in, because I know all his music. Mm. I know everything. And he said, okay, Roy, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to him. Mm. And he says, but don't fuck me up. <laughs> don't fuck me up. Scared the hell out yeah. of me. I said, "Oh man, I was young, you know." Mm. And uh, he was taking a risk too. I, of course, of course, but uh, but but that really sharpened me. I said, "I know, I know everything." Yeah. And it was a great moment in my life just to sit in with Cal. I knew his music, and it was funny. And Willie's Willie passed away. My God, that whole band, Mongo Santa Maria. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. those great musicians. Yeah. That great music. I've seen so many of them. Is Mongo still around? Mongo died. He died. He was 80 plus. Yeah. He, yeah, Mongo. And his hands were in bad shape because, you know, he had, yeah. playing the drums and he played also beautiful. Such a beautiful musician, beautiful mm. uh, technique and style, you know, he just instantly. And Potato, Carlos Potato died, another Congaro. He died. He was with Herbie Mann. I worked with Herbie for four years. You worked with Herbie Mann, didn't you? Her as well. Oh yeah. man, four yeah. great years with a, a great, a great boss. And when I say boss, you know, he was a leader of the band, yeah. and he was a good guy, man. Uh, at the time, I was with him, uh, Buster Williams, myself, Sonny Chirac, and Bruno Carr. All four of us. He gave us, uh, he gave us a personal loan. I'm uh, not a personal loan. He he got us with a a, a bank, a, a bank loan so we can establish our credit. Because you know, musicians don't yeah. have credit. Yeah. I remember that he did amazing, that. Amazing, isn't it? Wonderful guy. It's amazing what musicians do together. I'm sorry? It's amazing what musicians do together when they're right. Oh yeah, Willie was so cool, man. Yeah. 
uh, a great musician, great uh, and a great conversationalist too. He just uh, had good conversations. He's quite an intellectual or knowledgeable um, person. Not so intellectual, but he yeah. was just uh, factual about uh, the music, you know. And it was like a Latin jazz, or, or the, it's come be called now salsa, but but you know, Latin jazz at the time, man. Oh, oh, especially in the rhythms on the drum, drums, mm -hmm. uh, especially uh, you know African and and uh, Latin rhythms. Oh man, he was a specialist at a great great drummer. He played drums as well, but but timbales, man. Yeah. Ooh, Woody Bobo. Yeah. Ooh, his track always there. That was very big in London, very, very big right. in the black clubs. Yeah, is that rhythm, is that African rhythm? Right, exactly. Yeah. And he's a specialist, and, and that's why Cal had him. I think Cal Jader, he, he was a very smart and wise musician because he uh, he always employed uh, great, great uh, improvisers, great great musicians that, that made his music sound wonderful. Well, he was a kind of Miles Davis then in his own way. Well, he was a cool cat, you know. I always called him the cool cat like Miles. <laughs> Miles was my favorite musician, yeah. but yeah. but but these guys were, were cool like Miles. Yeah. Cal J was cool yeah. like Miles. Yeah. Very cool. Late, late, low key, he drank a lot of scotch. <laughs> he would drink yeah. what, shot after shot, man. I say, God, how did he do that? And then stand up and play the pot. <laughs> that was a fascinating to me to see him come off the stage, cool out, drink two or three shots, yeah. and then go up and play the vibes and be nice. And, and be able to just handle to handle it and do the job. Well, he's a great musician. I was going to oh, say. Oh, great I've musician! Got, I've got some of his music. Great, and has a natural nice, flow, exactly. natural flow on the vibes. Yeah. And uh, I miss his work. It was it was great. I didn't even uh, hear about his pat in passing away. You know, I yeah. didn't I didn't know he had done it. Or what, what that you know when he passed away. I heard later on that mm. he passed away. I said, oh man, mm. you know you know yeah how you hear things late. Mm. You interviewed Lonnie Lister Smith, right? Oh, yeah. Did you find Lonnie interesting? Isn't oh, he's a fascinating person. Yeah. Very yeah, spiritual. Lonnie. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Uh, we did Japan with Lonnie. Lonnie and I. Mm -hmm. And Lonnie played with my band. Lonnie's uh, he's, he's got a great style. Nobody has a style like yeah. his. Yeah. His style is just, yeah. He knows how to use the vibrato on the Fender Rolls, so it makes him sound like he's not a fast piano player, but he's very smooth and very mellow. And it sounds very cosmic, the cosmic That's sound of Lonnie Liston Smith, you know. So he thinks cosmically, yeah. you know. I, th I think that's the way he thinks yeah. uh, musically, but but it's cosmic, cosmic music. I mean, that's one of the reasons why a lot of the jazz musicians didn't live that long too in the earlier days, because in the, they were always in these clubs, smoking, you know, smoke, uh, drink, drugs. It's quite a hard life, isn't it? Can be that way for for a lot of a lot of artists. Uh, I remember seeing Sonny Stitt was in Los Angeles performing at probably one of my favorite clubs of all times, uh, the It Club in Los Angeles. And uh, uh, we were in the room, myself and several other musicians, along with Sonny. And Sonny said, Sonny Stitt said, the, 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 the only, there's three things that you guys got to be careful of, uh, 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 drugs, liquor, and women. He said, that's a downfall musician. After he said that, and he took a drink. 
Sonny's did a great saxophone. So, you know, as I'm, I'm looking to, at, the, at the industry and I see that most of them, yeah. except for the three we mentioned, I mentioned maybe it's a couple of my others that are still living, most of those great musicians are dead. That whole era is gone. Wiped out. And it, oh man. What? And it, it's gone, man. Yeah. It wiped out. It's wiped out. From the environment that they had to live in. You know? Yeah. And I'm covering some of the roads, some of the, the places that they all played at. Wow. But maybe you're one of the last of that kind of era yeah. anyway. Right. There's, a, there's a very few of us left. There's very few. And, uh, you know, and, 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 and it seems as though, to some degree, they're, they're trying to phase out the music that's called jazz. Yeah. So uh, they're trying to phase it out by, I noticed that a lot of working companies are not recording jazz no. artists. No, that's right. And, uh, and it's probably, uh, uh, it's probably, uh, uh, to me, it's a form of racism because they are recording white artists. But they're not recording black artists, you know. You know, and because I notice it, I mean, I'm not stupid. I can, I can see, you know, that what they're doing. You know, so, uh, so uh, this is uh, the way that people learn how to control things and keep things the way they they want to keep keep them. It's it's, um, but but uh, you know we must go on, you know. You're, you're, you get, you're given life yeah. by the Creator, so we have to go you on with your it. everyday structure. You have to wake up and say, oh, good morning, uh, and do what you have to do to, uh, I guess, correct things or put things in order. I'm saying that, you know, there should be more sensitivity to, uh, to, to, to the music and yeah. to, to what people are trying to say musically, you know. Musically. People, are not, people are not creative races, let's put it like that. Right. They create racist. That's what it is. Right. That's what nobody comes out of their mother's womb pointing a finger at somebody because their color's wrong. Nobody does that. Right. These things are handed to you. <laughs> Purposely. Well, well, I think about, you know, you say, you say they come out of their mother's womb, you know, and it's, it's so, so crazy because musicians are, uh, are so funny. Uh, they they laugh about things because the, I I don't think all of musicians, you know, take some of these things seriously. You know, they, I don't think they even look at some of the things that I look at. You know, I look at the industry and see what they're doing to people and how they uh, turning things around for a lot of artists. You know, whereas a lot of artists cannot. They don't even have a job. They can't even work anywhere. Mm -hmm. There's no place to perform in. Mm -hmm. You know, it must be like that over here for the yeah. artists. Yeah, to yeah. some degree, yeah. It must be like that over yeah. here. Of course. My but God. you don't, you don't, I mean, what do you have going on nowadays? I mean, is it kind of obsession with folk kind of pop and rap, hip hop? That's the, it's like those two are neck and neck, you know? You don't find that many artists that are, that are, that are, that are people that are, are no, playing an instrument. No. You know what I mean? You, you don't have that many. And and a lot of uh, young people, like a lot of guys, are, are, are turning the turntable, mm -hmm. DJing, mm -hmm. and they don't even learn the instrument. They learn to, how to 
it's been making so there are new new styles and new innovations as far as limited. Yeah, man, it's a very limited situation. It's like you've been cornered. You know, the problem is that they always want something new. Yeah, because you know, for for a, for a person to pick up a saxophone, a trumpet, or a vibraphone, you know, it just takes time to, to learn and to play it. Yeah. It, it, it takes the time, but they'd rather scratch it and stuff. And I understand it. Yeah. But I'm sure a lot of guys and girls would like to play an instrument. Right. It's such a wonderful yeah. thing, uh, expression to have. To have, my God. And you don't even need to do it in a professional way. You could just take it up. Right. Just enough. Leisurely, right. Right. Uh, I understand you. Uh, that's true. That's very true. Uh, I'm just, uh, I guess I, I become happy just trying to trying to pay my bills. Everybody, yeah. you know, sometimes sometimes things are tight, yeah. and for, for even for people that you think are making it, yeah. you know, the people believe that that's fine. But you know, things get tight, man. Bills get, you know, money gets tight. Going to the studio, recording. That's what I've been, still been doing. I've been doing a lot of things. I'm doing some different styles, some different uh, concepts. Yeah. Some, uh, I'm, try, I'm trying something different. That, that's the key. The key to uh, to me to success is doing something different, doing something that's uniquely different that uh, uh, nobody else creating it. It's all about sound. Yeah. It's all about capturing the sound and, and getting a, a sound and a style within the sound. Within the sound. So I'm working on it. I wish I had the tape. I, I, I used to bring a tape with me all the time. I, I don't bring them anymore. So I wanted to keep, kind of clear my mind of thinking about things. So when I got home, I could have a clear mind and I didn't have to think about anything. So I look at television and I hear some of the junk on television. I say, oh man, turn that off. I was looking at a program about animals, which was interesting. That's what was interesting. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but uh, it's it's uh, I, it, television is a mess, man. Not, not only here, we've Everywhere. done we've done twenty, uh, we've done eighteen cities yeah. on this tour. It's everywhere the same, isn't it? Eighteen cities. Oh my God! I usually watch the news since finally what's happening, and the same story, everywhere. the same news stories. Uh, on all the same stations. Nelson Mandela? Nelson Mandela was all this past week, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah it, 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 it's, it's a sad thing. But uh, but uh, Nelson Nelson probably uh, made the best decision they could make for those Africans, mm -hmm. for the African people, because uh, had he come out of jail and, and told them, uh, you, you, you know, I can't stand you people, and let's, let's kick ass, yeah. and they would have they killed all the black people. Yeah, right. They would have killed them. Yeah, yeah. Wipe them out. I really believe that. Yeah. He told them they, the best thing to do is be cool and try to live with these people and share with them. And he, but he doesn't know if they're going to share or not because they're over there with them diamonds and, and, uh, and gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow! In the That's United gonna... States, I think it's about maybe, and I might be incorrect on that number, there's about 12 of 14, 14 cities in the United States that have casinos. And some, some by Native some, Americans, yeah, but yeah. The, the Las Vegas area has a whole bunch of casinos, you know, a whole bunch of, maybe, you know, 30, 35, I don't know. But Kansas City and St. Louis and uh, Indiana and uh, 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 
Connecticut and, and parts of Florida, mm -hmm. New Jersey, you know, they, they have all these different places that have casinos, mm -hmm. California. All right. So I went to South Africa to perform a concert down there. And the hotel we were staying at was also a casino. Right? And I went, in, I went in the casino and I saw all these people in the casino, man. And most of the people in the casino were black. Wow. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Hypothetically, 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 uh, 85%. 85%. Black. Right. Rolling dice. Wait, wait, wait. Rolling so, so dice. I, I looked at it. Yes, I said, "Wow!" And a lot of them weren't weren't even gambling because they couldn't get in because it was all crowded. So I said, "Wow!" And so when I went to the casino in Las Vegas, you know, they, 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 those most of those casinos are mostly white populated. But I went to the casino in Atlantic City, and most of the people in the casino were black. Maybe 90% of the people, 95%. Yeah, so this is a new thing that's happening in the United States. Cle Cleveland, Ohio is getting a casino. Uh, I think Columbus, Ohio has a casino because the casinos make money from the people that live there. And, and Detroit, Michigan is, is in a state of bankruptcy right now uh, because most of the people in Detroit they've had you got three casinos, uh, and I think they have three or maybe four. But the casinos are driving people to sell the house, oh, get, get mortgages on their house, and stuff like that. Nina Simone did that track. Uh, was it? Oh, no, that was Baltimore. Sorry. What's it? Nina, Nina Simone did a track called Baltimore. Oh, right. She did one about Baltimore? Uh, called Baltimore, yeah. Right. About how it was totally. Well, that was and that was early, that was and that was early, right? Yeah. Well, Nina Simone seems to be one of the few people that talks about what's happening, right? And, and it, there haven't been many that have done that. No. Uh, you know, but I can I can appreciate uh, the message that we got from Marvin Gaye. Yes. On what's going on that album? Yeah. Who really cares? Who's willing to try? Who's willing to try to save a world in despair? Uh, you know. Uh, I have a lot of respect for his music and the message that he that he put out there in that song. It takes a bit of courage as well, doesn't it? I'm sorry. It takes some courage to do that as well. Oh yeah, but you know, this, it's nothing more than the true fella. Fella was yeah. such a giant. Oh man, uh, being with him was like a, it, it was really a pleasure because he knew he knew so much. He was at so much knowledge. He was such a good leader. And, and he was well respected by even the people in this country, they respected him. Um, and he was followed, uh, he was so dynamic. You know, he ran for president yeah. and he had, had a party that he formed called, uh, called uh, MOP, Movement of the People. Uh, 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 interesting, I, I saw him speak to, uh, to the young people. Mm. And, and to the to college people there, to the university in, uh, uh, in Lagos. Oh my God, he was good, he was brilliant, man. He had 27 wives, maybe two or three, but why 27? He said, it is the African way. Mm. <laughs> That's it. That's right. Yeah. I feel what I feel when I feel I 